Yeah. South African scrotum. So good South African South accent. African scrotum. That's a good accent. I've watched a lot of cricket. You lo- watch a lot, Jim. All right. I've watched a lot of cr- and reaping burns a lot of calories. <laughs> well, well, hang on. We've gone. Are we in Russia now? No, it's the Grand Reaper from Bogus Journey. You know, I, I, I uh, don't, don't pass up my butt. I work out all the time, and reaping burns a lot of calories. <laughs> Surprise, surprise. <laughs> surprise, surprise, surprise. Sorry, dogs. Oh, mate. <laughs> oh, dog update. So we've got phantom COVID. The phantom of the COVID is here inside my nose. Oh, I feel awful. Kelly went to a wedding and got COVID from some friends. Um, but other people haven't got it, but... I'm still negative, but I've got all the symptoms. You definitely got COVID. But like... But it's not showing up on our little rats. And I don't sound But we did sick. get our rat test from Amazon, so who knows? They could just be fucking... I don't sound sick, but I've been sick since Tuesday. Yes. And when I originally... The one time I've got COVID, all, I, all that happened was I lost taste and smell. And I had a bit of hay fever. Yeah. You know? Like, but I never had anything else. Like, I actually was like, oh, this is it. You know? Uh, like when I had a cold two weeks ago, I felt worse. Oh, baby, this is it. This is it. But anyway, but this I've time it's like no I've had, symptoms. I've taken migraine medicine three days in a row. Mm. I've had a sore throat. I've had mucus. I've had the my body. Like every time I get up, the I feel like I'm carrying. Migraine medicine is heroin. Yeah, by the way. <laughs> it's cocaine, and um. Yeah, and just like massive um, body aches and stuff, but still negative. Yeah, you call Smack Mother's Little Helper, don't you? It's time for Mother's Little Helper. And now I just took a half of, I had a half of migraine med early this morning and it's still kind of dull, dully there, which means I've got to take the other half now, but it makes me really sleepy. I took it about 10 minutes ago, so we've got about a 35-minute mark before I fall asleep. Because <laughs> they're making me sleepy. That's what happened. I have the migraine med and they're making me sleepy. Yeah, they make you sleepy. But that's okay. I'll do all the talking for both of us. So we've got phantom COVID. I keep having like little pangs of symptoms where I'm like, oh, I don't feel great. And then like 15 minutes later, I feel all right again. But my Mm. chest is tight. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's another thing. Breathing. like My chest is real tight. Mm. Like, what's one other thing where I felt like, oh, I feel like I'm... Like I'm not smoking, but I feel like I have been. Oh yeah, yeah. I feel like I'm gonna I'm gonna do this in a sexy voice because what we're talking about is gross. <laughs> so my chest is real tight. Yeah, definitely at different and levels. Every today. every now and then <laughs> I cough something up. Mm. Ooh, that's for you, baby. We're definitely at different um, levels of uh, enthusiasm and life right now. You've got a lot more energy than I do. Um, well, but- I've just spent half an hour. Bitching about, <laughs> bitching about your work, your work. Uh, so yeah, just because we've um, he's uh, Damien's finally discovered. I can't remember his last name, but that Nick guy from Sydney on TikTok, who does the um, he does the yeah annoying people that you work with, and it's the most I've I've sent it to so many many people that I've worked with, because I'm just like this is amazing. Yeah, the dr dr. Sorry, and then the little fucking burp. Oh man, 
yeah okay so and like there was the video that he did where he's like someone's like oh my dog died and he's like okay um how old was the dog (laughs) (laughs) okay so yeah so that's due today at four yeah it's 2.45 and he's like sorry he's like well both our names are on it it's like I just it's an emergency I gotta go home okay so you'll stay until the end of the day maybe have a personal day tomorrow Oh, but I really need to go home now. So you'll stay the rest of the day and just have a personal day tomorrow. Like just forces your – and it's like these – like if you're a manager or a team leader and you are this person, can't we make them like Clockwork Orange, make them watch videos like this so they can see who they are, how horrible they, wouldn't they think, are? They would not think it's them. Like, Or do you think that they're like, well, it's inconvenient. He's going home. Who cares? A dog just died. Oh, yeah, they wouldn't find it funny. They They would get triggered by it. Oh, that's happened to me so many times. These these absolute worms that work for me. They've always got You try some... being a boss. You try being a boss, huh? It's not easy being a middle manager. Mate, it mate, it's not easy you know trying people, to fucking find work to do. You, fucking you know how people manager. talk about um, being a mum is the hardest job in the world? Hmm. I would say being a middle manager in an office is the easiest. Yeah, because you uh, honestly. Because you're not doing any of the work that your subordinates are. No. You, you delegate around, to everyone You delegate else. everything. You can. You get to make decisions about what you want to do when and um, yeah. Working from home today, guys. Great. Um, if you could just get back to mm. doing everything for me, that'd be yeah, awesome. They work from home whenever they want. Whenever they want. Yeah. Uh, just randomly won't be in. Where's blah blah? Uh, nah, I'm not in. They today. don't communicate. They. You never. You won't hear from them for three weeks. Yeah. They could easily have just like they've got like uh Homer's like uh. Water duck just yeah. tapping on their. <laughs> I think I'll order a tab. Do you think enough times passed that I can tell people that I worked for a government agency? Yes, Vic Roads. Kelly was a spy. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't work there anymore. That was a few months ago. But the I name Stooks. Kelly I worked, Stooks. I worked for Vic Roads in. Um, and I like my martini head- shaken. <laughs> <laughs> That's that's not James Bond. No, that's not that's not James Bond. That's just a sound of one of my farts. She's the girl, the girl (laughs) with the golden butt. She likes to fart. (laughs) Fart butthole. (laughs) Sorry, the dog um the dog um wakes up. Every time I do that sound. <laughs> <laughs> Pay attention, Fistuka. This is very important equipment. Oh, yeah. Anyway, <laughs> and that's what they were like. Like I had a boss, a team leader, who did not know how to do the job that I did. So she was my boss and if you had to ask for help, you could not ask her. Other team leaders knew how to do the job, but this person had been there for years and refused to learn it because they said, I'm retiring next year, no point. And that was ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, you, your boss was Danny Glover from the lethal, mate, from the Lethal Weapon. Film like, though. but then like so ten years, and you're like, mate, you still haven't learned it. So I'm so, getting too goddamn old for this shit. I might, I'll get too old for this shit. But it's so frustrating because like you're genuinely like, hey, I have a life or death situation here. Can I get a hand? And then they would get mad at you because why are you asking me? I don't know this. But you're my team leader. You should know this. Maybe you should. Fuck. Yeah, you fuck. I know. They're, I've never seen someone work harder to not do work. 
Mate, like all I it? ever heard this person say was, okay, I'm going to do that now. Yep. Oh, I'm going to do that now and would shout it over the floor. Didn't these fucking middle managers squeal when there was a – for a while there, a glorious couple of months, it looked like no one might go back to an office ever. Oh, mate. It's the best. Didn't they fucking screech? Yeah. Because I couldn't – because it just – working from home just showed how much – like I went months. I'm not kidding. Government organisation, months not speaking to anyone from leadership. Yeah. I had work to do. I did work. My team leader never scheduled a one-on-one with me. I never got a performance review. What, Nothing. What are they doing? If you're I a middle have no manager, idea because – If you're a middle manager who's self-aware enough to like – listen to this podcast and know that, like, you're getting away with murder. Can you tell us what a, a day in the like, life of a middle manager like, looks like? Maybe like, there's, like, graphs and statistics or something we've got to do. Do you but ever see graphs and statistics? No. I never fucking see no. any of that. So, who are they? No. Never. And, and if it is, they're just running reports from their fucking CRM or whatever system that you're using. So, that'll take, what, three minutes to fucking? I don't know. But there was there was roles. There was, so, there was particular things, tasks that we had that were the team leader's responsibility, which over time got sent to us. Yeah. So when you looked at the, like the participant description of my role that I used to do, I would be doing these things which weren't in that position description, which should have been done by the team leaders, but they had allocated to other people now. And so it over time, like honestly, I would watch, they would have a meeting every day at one or two oh, o'clock. Of course. They would have a meeting at one and, – and it was like scheduled for like half an hour. And basically the meeting was workforce, um, workforce management. So, okay, what's the schedule going to be tomorrow? What's the schedule going to be for next week? Just stuff like that and any bits and pieces. When I was acting as a team leader, those meetings would go for 20 minutes, mm. 30 minutes. Mm. Like it was like, hey, so this is what I've done. Everyone okay with that? Yep, cool. Oh, so-and-so is going to be away. All right, well, I might swap this person, do this, blah, blah, blah. Okay, has anyone noticed anything weird? Oh, yeah, these are coming through. Okay, well, let me talk to so-and-so and just confirm if that's the right process. Cool, done. 30 minutes maybe. Mm. Done. But when there was another team leader there, they would go for two hours. Two hours. Yeah. A team leader meeting. That's what your taxpaying dollar is going to. Hours. And, but like, we wouldn't get like an email afterwards saying, look, this is what we've discussed. We need to do this, blah, blah, blah. You had three team leaders, a manager, and an ops manager. Like, and everything that was important always came from the manager and the ops manager. Yeah, it works. Team leaders had no balls. Like, one time we had to get told off for something and it was done by the ops manager and the manager. Hmm. Team leaders had no balls to do it themselves. Oh, no, absolutely not. No, they'll never step up to the plate for no. anything ever. Anyway, work sucks. Let's talk about something else. Uh, Matthew Perry died. Ugh, yeah, that's pretty Aww. sad. We knew that was going to happen. You yeah. know, unfortunately, like, drugs are bad, McKay. Okay. Um, but I'm curious. It's like same did as you like Houston. I did. Grow, like, at the time when You're it was You're a little bit younger than me, so I feel like you would have been Oh, I loved it. I was really into Friends. Spot yeah, 100%. Because you like, and my sister are around the same age, and she was obsessed with it. I loved it. I was in year nine when it started. Lucas, my best friend. We've had this running joke since we were 15 years old, where he basically will tell people that Friends is my favourite show. <laughs> um, what a good fucking because, um, sledge. <laughs> it's been going it's for a great thir- sledge. It's been going for 30 years, basically. Yeah. We're like, we'll meet new people, and Lucas will just at some point, like television will come up and be like, Damien loves Friends. Oh my God, I love it. And he's a real Ross guy. Yeah. Like, oh, fuck off. Ross. 
Uh, pivot. Pivot. <laughs> I wasn't a Roscoe. Vanessa pivot. watched Friends. The reason it came up is because Vanessa had a Friends annual. You know, like back in the day, oh, you yeah. could buy I had, like I a, had Simpsons a big like hardback book that just had mm. like photos of the cast mm. and stuff. And it would sit on our um, dur, dur, dur. Uh, dur, it would sit. Dur. It would sit on our coffee table, and Lucas came around one day, and he was like, "That's your friend's annual," and I was like, "No," <laughs> and because my reaction was too defensive, yeah, 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 it just they immediately smelt it, dealt it, huh? Yeah, just immediately became, oh, um, it's your favorite show. It's but meanwhile, around the same time, my favorite TV show actually was Dawson's Creek. He never fucking oh, gives me God, shit about. I'd much that. rather be known for Friends and Dawson's <laughs> Creek. <laughs> Because you thought you were Pacey, didn't you? You thought uh, you were I cool. Loved, yeah, I loved Pacey. Movie loving Pacey. My Ducks Pacey. Pacey was rad. He was rad. Nah, I was never into Dawson's Creek. I hated Dawson's Joey Creek. should always have got together with Pacey from the beginning. I hated beginning. Dawson's Creek. I hated, um, I hated, what was the other one? OC. Oh, the OC ruled as well. I loved the OC. California here. We can I hated it. I nine hundred two and I was the only show and a bit of Marrows that I was into. Get out but of I was comedy. I hated drama stuff. So nine hundred two and I wasn't comedy. Yeah, but oh, after those yeah. two, I was all comedy. Right. Um, but Friends is like you watch some episodes now. It's kind of a little. There are some problematic stuff. Oh, here we go with Friends now. Like they're very go. homophobic. Here she, is. Here she is. I don't like how homophobic they were. And like there was an episode where it's like Joey. Joey liked um, rearranging flowers, and right. he and he, he was doing some you know feminine kind of stuff, and Chandler's like, "You're a girl. I'm not a girl. I just like flowers and pictures of babies." <gasps> oh no, I'm a woman, <laughs> ah, and it's just dumb. That's just a shit joke. That's but I know, yes, but I they did it a few times. Like, and there was really good I, stuff, let's, but let's the, just leave it in the context of the time it was. Made. I know, I know. You I'm know, just like, saying. I, I, should we mention um, our special guest? That's here today. Um, yeah, but oh, I was just going to say I did like Friends, and I know everybody says this, but uh, Chandler was my favorite character. By he one was. Way. Well, he so was the was Raphael Jan- of the group. Yes. Well, see, the thing is, my friends think that Raph is the worst turtle. In the cartoon, Raphael was the funniest. In the movie, yeah, they're, he's not. they're Michelangelo, Donatello guys. Mm, Donatello. Raphael. If Donatello is your favorite turtle, you're wrong. I can understand Michelangelo being the the cool, like you positing Michelangelo yeah, is the best. Cool, but Raphael was the funniest Raph in the was cartoon. The coolest. Michelangelo might have been the funniest actually, but Raph was the coolest. Yeah, but he was yeah. Anyway, Kelly's getting upset because she wants to talk about her dog. No, that's all she wants nah, to talk about. Migraine CD is going to hit soon. I'm okay. I'm okay, baby. I'm okay. Anyway, we've got a foster dog here. Her name hey. is her name is Willow, um, and she's very cute. She is Kelpie. Dash Hound Cross, yeah, which makes for a very strange dog to look at. She um, looks like she's Santa's very, little helper. She looks exactly like Santa's little she's helper. She's like the from size the of a tiny little Italian greyhound. She's like ta- you called her Tangled because she's got <laughs> tangles, these limbs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tangles. And um, Jimmy's lying on my lap, trying to be protective, and then she's asleep beside me with her big floppy ears. She's got one ear that pokes up tall and one ear that flops down, and I love it. We've got to put Jimmy on a diet. He's starting to look like one of those dogs that's like his belly's going to start rubbing on well, the ground yeah, when he, he goes for a walk. He's trying to eat the puppy food, which is high in calories, because puppy food is to help him put on weight yeah. and grow, and he keeps on eating it, and he's not supposed to because he's a fucking selfish shit. Hey, Jimmy. 
This <laughs> is, should we just watch it real quick? Uh, the only thing in the universe I... I'm at the point where I can't escalate that really much higher than where we're at. I am one of your hosts. The doctor. It's the doctor. Not that doctor. A doctor in pop culture. Yes, that's right. And Maybe I had a dream about. <laughs> your other, oh, you want me to tell them about my dream about uh, Fisk? <laughs> no, I think maybe I had a dream about Doctor Who last night. I can't remember, but. Again, yeah, I don't know. it's the one where Christopher Eccleston comes into your room. Nah, I feel like Doctor Who for me is always um, Tenet. And which one's Christopher Eccleston? Is he the one? The first one. No. Le- leather jacket. No. Big ears. I think Jimmy's just on the biggest And <laughs> the co-host of this podcast is Kelly. I'm going to cough and have a big die from COVID. Big Wolf want to <laughs> die about it. First Stuka, come on, man. I know. Come on. Jimmy's like, I'm Wouldn't sure be Jimmy a podcast just... without Kelly farting or coughing or burping sure on the Jimmy mic. I'm pretty sure Jimmy just farted on me and it stinks. This is the worst. I can't breathe. <laughs> uh, good. Uh, so you were having dreams about David Tennant. Uh, I had a dream that we were friends with Kitty Flanagan. It was all above board, nothing gross or weird. We just had dinner with Kitty Flanagan. <laughs> <laughs> These are the kind of ah uh, Jim's fart is starting to waft yes, over here. Yes, I told here, you. Man. I told you he's done a massive fart and it fucking stinks. <laughs> it's fucking... like it is absolutely. Even the fucking willow has like, you know, moved over and gone. Ah. All right, this is a rap party. Um, so rap, let's rap, get into rap it. Rap party. Talk about rap party. Well, my name is Damien. I'm here to say I'm going to talk about TV in the coolest way. Season three of Only Murders in the Building is what we're here to talk about. We have been talking about doing this episode for a month, and I don't think either of us have really had a huge amount of motivation to do it. I watched a couple of like wrap up YouTube videos about it this morning because I was genuinely searching my brain to try and remember all the details of this season. Let's start mm-hmm. with your overall impression and then we can maybe drill down a little bit into what we liked and what we didn't like. Overall, How did you cuz this is one of your favorite shows of all time. You got me into this show. Oh uh, I just really like um, – um, You loved season one. You loved it. Yeah, because it was so different. Season one was like – it was like nothing you've seen before in terms of like a really great murder mystery but like adorable, adorable mm. and funny. And I, I like – like if you don't like Steve Martin and Martin Short, it's not for you. Like my mum yeah. has been someone who's like, I don't like him, which is crazy. Uh, I think Martin Who? Short – She's like, because when I talk about Father the Bride, and she's like, oh, it's funny, but Martin Short, not funny. I'm like, shut up, he's great. What are you talking about? You're objectively wrong, Lena, but anyway. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I really like it. And so, I am, you know, in a third season of a show that you love, it's always going to be a bit dicey, you know? Like, it's hard to carry that same yeah. romance and zazazoot for season three. Um, and it still has it, and it still has moments. Um, 
you know, in terms of like the story, I don't know, it's hard to write murder mysteries to keep you kind of going in that way. But mm. I like the journey. I like how they get there. I like, you know, if it's not as good as season one or season two, it doesn't matter to me. I still enjoy watching it. It's still funny. And and the murder mystery, like the how it all kind of unfolds in the end, all spoilers, no facts, um, is good. Uh, like I wasn't, um, you know what I mean? I, I wasn't, I felt like they did lead you down that was going to be, boyfriend or was going to be Meryl Streep blah 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 but um beat like the spoiler the producer and the son and stuff I I feel like that was it kind of fitted well mm. I felt like it fitted well and I mm. fucking Meryl Streep man I can't she's so good and I know this is like so cliche but fuck yeah. off who cares fucking Meryl Streep man she just is that a fucking chameleon like I don't know how this this role was written on paper, but she has given it something that is extra hmm. because it's very um, it's funny, but it's vulnerable and it's clever. It's yeah, I, I feel like she's added more than the paper, unless Steve Martin wrote it for her, knowing what she would do to it. Yeah, um, I we'll we'll go we'll go through it real quick. Uh, Martin Short. Has mm. essentially got a Broadway show back up and running on mm-hmm. the on the success of the podcast, essentially, mm. and so he's managed to get back into Broadway, and he's uh, got a, a play happening. He's managed to get Paul Rudd, who is playing Ben Gilroy, is that right? Mm. Um, who's sort of this like action Ben Glenroy, which we live in Glenroy, so that's is so it funny. Glenroy? It's Glenroy, yeah, right. yeah, that's us. Um, and he's like this like dumb Hollywood actor who's trying to come to Broadway to like prove that he can act and stuff. And he's a real arsehole. He gets killed in the first episode, which we talked about on an earlier episode. You can go back and listen to that. And then, of course, the rest of the season is about trying to work out who killed him. And it was the producer and his son. Her son, sorry. What I didn't like about the show, like I love this show too. And I love the story world, it, like it, New York, Dakota, Manhattan. Mm. Like I love hanging out there, and uh, so I was. I was each episode. I was happy to just be hanging out with those guys and and in that building and stuff. There was a part of me that is like you know it's kind of the diehard effect of like how many fucking times can this happen <laughs> to the one person? You know what I mean? And I know that they reference it and it's funny and blah 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 uh and i suppose you've got to suspend your disbelief a little bit where it's like well this is just what happens to these people mm. but i found this cast i don't i just found like the characters were a little bit there was something kind of i felt like the characters in the building especially in the first season seemed to be rooted in some sort of like realism mm. you could imagine every character in the building being that, like the sort of flamboyantly gay guy who lived upstairs who's desperate to be on the podcast and the cantankerous older women couple who are best mates who fucking hate the guys who make the podcast and make their life a living hell. One of them's the super of the building. All of that stuff, like, I felt like they were very well-written characters and also well-cast and stuff. This, 
felt a bit more Hollywood this season. You've got a lot of guest stars, bigger names. Meryl mm. Streep is essentially playing a bit part mm. in in this season. Uh, so is fucking Paul Rudd. Like, mm. there's a lot of people in this season clamoring to sort of get on the show, and it, it sort of lost its charm a little bit for me with that. Also, there are a lot of characters in this season that are. And I know murder mysteries sort of have to have red herrings and that's sort of the part of an ensemble cast, but like uh, uh, Tobit, Selena Gomez's love interest, <clears throat> who maybe comes back in season four if there's a season four. Because mm. uh, I saw a theory that like he's the one who killed uh, Raz at the end of episode 10 mm. to stop... Um, like he, he was trying to kill Steve Martin to fuck up the podcast so, like, she could not stay in New York and go to uh, LA with him. Yeah. Um, but anyway, who knows if that's the case. I, I I felt like this season was a little uh, off-center and meandering at points and there were characters that were introduced that sort of went nowhere. Mm. I know they were sort of put there as red herrings, but I don't know. Like, Tobit was nothing. Like, if he doesn't come back, he was just a nothing character yeah, I don't right. know what like, he added to the story. Yeah, and it wasn't like he was this amazing, fun character. Where it was like, well, he was just there for a good time. It was like, well, you thought he kind of maybe could have been. I don't know if the performance from the actor was the right tone for that character because the last couple of episodes, he's meant to be like the fun boyfriend who's helping out. But I never got that from him. I got like this mm. sort of like sinister <laughs> guy who's like has ulterior motives the whole season. It was kind of like mm. I was stressing out about that. Mm. Also, and I know like, you know, this is to build tension and it's a story writing technique, but the gang are broken up for large periods of the season. Mm. And if I'm watching Only Murders in the Building, I want to see the podcast gang, I want to see the mm. mystery gang so maybe that was solve a good the part. mystery. Of the story for season three that they had a big fight. Yeah. And there's a few episodes where they're not together. They're just yeah, not talking like... to each other at all and this you're splitting them off to have their own little storylines and stuff. Mm. And this tends to happen as TV shows go along that, like, you know, writers want to write about, like, human relationships and stuff like that because they all have, like, these grand ideas about their writing ability and stuff. And that's fine. But really what people are here for is to see the gang solving murders mm. and we didn't really get that we got the murder the first couple of episodes and then the last two episodes we got that and mm. then there were fucking eight episodes in between of kind of nothing mm. and as much as it was like fun to hang out in that world and there's good characters and good performances Meryl Streep like you say was fucking amazing Paul Rudd was great he's always fucking infinitely watchable in everything that he does the overall cast was good. There were a lot of people in the cast of the play who were fun to watch and stuff. But, like, um, the understudy, they like, there was a slight story for him for a yeah, couple of episodes why. and then it just went on, like, it, it yeah. ended with, like, oh, he's a drug addict. It was like, oh, but he was such a nice, sweet guy. But it was more that he but had like, massive oh. anxiety so that he was, like, Taking like, and I don't think he was taking drugs. Drugs like it was stuff that just calmed him down. Just because so he's he taking could, pharmaceutical drugs doesn't mean he's a drug addict. They kind of just dismissed him as like, ah, oh, he's a drug addict. Don't worry about him. Because he like, gets oh. so stressed out, he needs to take a Valium before he performs. But like that, I was like, 
Yeah, it felt like that was a red herring that didn't have a good tie-up at the end either. No, the guy who lived up in the... The old director who lived up in the fucking uh, roof of the theatre yeah, that yeah. was like meant to be a sort of comedic character but also went nowhere as well. Yeah. Like, if you don't... I think the the strength of the show is the surprising chemistry between the three main yeah. uh, actors. And I didn't like that Steve Martin broke up with his girlfriend. Yeah. I thought that was unnecessary. He should stay Because that didn't her. go anywhere either. That yeah. just went, That was like, oh, Steve Martin's a bit of a dick. Like, yeah, but he's not because we've seen in the first two seasons that he's not a dick. And then Martin Short had a heart attack, and then he was better. It, doesn't he have like three heart attacks throughout? The, there's like at least two times where he has a heart attack throughout the season. I don't know. I can't remember exactly. So there are criticisms of the like. A few people have said to me like, uh, "Season three has kind of gone off track a bit." I mean, I and still I, like it though. I still like the show. I think it really suffers from that thing, like especially American television, where nothing is ever won and done. I think if you had one season of Only Murders in the Building and then that was it, it would go down as maybe one of the greatest TV shows ever written. Season two, I really enjoyed. Season three, I liked, but it felt a bit tired. Mm. You know, it felt like this is a show that needs like to either become much smaller again or even bigger again and move to a different like you know let them at the end of that season i thought oh maybe they're all going to go to la because they all had opportunities to go to la for different reasons Mm. it's like all right well yeah maybe they go and fucking live in a building in la and there's a murder there that would be funnier like they move to the other side of the fucking country and they're all living in the same building and then a fucking murder happens in that building that's insane and funny and heightened yeah yeah maybe but um, I don't know. I just felt like for the amount of fucking expensive imports that were brought into the season and mm. to use a sporting term, huh. it it just sort of fell a bit flat. Yeah, but I did like the whole um, fucking pig on the mirror bit and I felt like yeah, there were, there were really good kind of parts. Here's my fix. I want to see what you think of it. I think if you may make – this season a six episode season rather mm, than a ten episode yeah, season. Mm. You have a lot more punch. You cut out there's all the stuff with Meryl Streep and the and and uh Her, Paul Rudd's yeah. uh, assistant, which just mm. did not hit at all in the end of mm. like they Dickie. Bu- yeah, Dickie was it? Mm. For nine episodes they're building up like Dickie, is he the murderer? Did he do something wrong? Oh, we find out that she he's Meryl Streep's son, so when is he gonna like when is she gonna tell him that? And what mm. and then it happens and it's like, ah. Mm. I think if you're gonna focus on anything, you could focus on Martin Short and Meryl Streep having Which is a relationship. Because so they and did meant of, to be. They did half an episode on that and they had really good chemistry yeah, together. Yeah, I really liked it. And they smoked a doobie and, <laughs> yeah. and they're pretty sure that he had this doobie for like 30 years. Yeah, from 1977 yeah. or something. And he bought it for them to smoke and it was the way it was wrapped. She's like, I'm pretty sure I wrapped this back in the day. This yeah, how I used to wrap the same them. Yeah, and yeah. I'm like, I love that kind of stuff because it's like, yeah. oh, meant to be love, you know? Just yeah. like um, Steve Martin and the makeup artists have known each other for years. Yeah, and, and they sh- got together in season two and I thought it's like this would be nice. Like wouldn't it be nice for the characters to have mm. – 
But they kind of nice made her like going. a weird fish lady. Yeah. And I didn't like it. No, I didn't like that either. And there was no need to. These people can have relationships. There's this weird sort of like um, writing, I don't know how to put it. There's this weird idea in Hollywood writing and TV where the protagonist in a show needs to be single and if they're not, then the partner needs to be included in the storylines. So, like, a show that I love, uh, The Flash, which is very embarrassing, uh, 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 CW's <laughs> The Flash. For the first two seasons, the Barry Allen was just The Flash, and he had a girlfriend, uh, uh, Irene West, and then as soon as they, like, got together together, like, lived together, she just became a part of The Flash's team. Mm. And she was, like, conducting, like, was, like, the leader of the team. And it's like, but he's the superhero. You know what I mean? I feel yeah. like it's that kind of thing of, like, oh, well, if Steve Martin has a girlfriend, well, then she'll need to become part of the mystery gang and start solving mysteries with people. It's like, no, she could just be at home. She could mm. just be having her own life as a makeup artist and, you yeah. know, she doesn't need to be in the show. You could just give him a relationship. You know what I mean? Yeah, but I feel like there were so many good moments in this season that, like, Matthew Broderick was really good. Broderick you know was I mean? good, like, yeah. And it kind of, yeah, I mean. Being an absolute fucking perfectionist. Mate, it's such a pain, pain in the, in the ass. ass. You didn't tell Broderick that he can, um, what was the thing where <laughs> yeah. he can um, uh, bounce things off you or something? Was it Nathan Lane that he spoke to? Yeah, I think so. Where he's like, oh, Which you spoke a- to Broderick? No way. Which is a funny. nice little callback to them being in the producers yeah, together for like seven yeah. years or whatever. But Matthew Broderick's still so adorable. Yeah. Like, Even as a fucking so 60. How old would he be now? 60? Yeah, 60. Yeah. He still has like the face of a 15-year-old boy. <laughs> but his voice is young. Like he's yeah. like, oh, you don't want to do that, do you? Like it's so yeah. sweet. And they do a little homage to Ferris Bueller and it's really nice. I like it. Yeah. I don't know, man. I really liked I I like it. I am excited to see an episode. There was a few episodes in the middle that didn't give good payoff, but then I felt like when it started really getting back into the murder, um, you know, the stuff with the cookie and the rat poison and, you know, the review and the shredder and Dickie, I, I kind of was all, I'm all, I liked all that stuff. Yeah. My, I didn't mind season three. My advice my very humble advice for season four, if you're going to do it, make the season shorter, less about their personal lives. No one, no one cares about Miss. Like you, you don't keep cutting back to Miss Marple having com- phone conversations with her husband. Mm. We don't see Puro's fucking. Oh, well, in the films that Kenneth Branagh's made, we fucking do, but no one cares. Mm. What we want to see is the fucking podcast gang solving a murder mystery. Mm. That's it. And no no inner fights in the inner circle. And no, and we don't want to see those guys fighting. You know, little bitchy fights and stuff where they, you know, but not yeah, to the not point where they're not other. talking yeah, to each other. Yeah, because the chemistry of the three of them is what we love. Yeah. So to have three episodes where they're mad at each other, it sucks. It would be like if you went to see the Beatles but only two Beatles were there because the other oh, two had had a fucking dead. argument. Well, yeah, I'd realise as I got halfway through that. They're dead. In 1965, you went yeah, to see true. the Beatles – 
and only fucking John and Ringo were there because hmm. Paul and George were angry with them and hadn't shown up, you know, like this is the same thing. You want to see the three of them on screen all the hmm. time doing their thing. Yeah. Um, but I don't really have much else to say yeah. about it besides that, I don't think. Like it yeah. was. Well, I mean, do you want to give it a grump uh, the whole season? I would say, yeah, I would say halfway through it was starting to feel a bit like a chore. Like, I enjoyed it and we got through it pretty quickly. By the end, I think the last couple of episodes redeemed the season somewhat. Mm. I'll give it two and a half grumps. What? That's it? Two and a half grumps? You're crazy. You're mad. That's crazy. You liked it more than that. Uh, no. 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 You're mad. <laughs> well, how many grumps are you giving it? How many Four. grumps are you giving it? Four? Yeah. Four? Four? Yeah, four grumps, mate. Four grumps. I would give season one five grumps, season two three and a half, and season three two and a half. No, I give it four because there was too many good moments to like give it any less. Like the Patter song, the Meryl Streep song. Like the, the, there was some music in it that was really great. And no, nah, I was really there was a few episodes. Yeah, we're kind of dead in the middle, but there's the other episodes where I was like, oh, oh, yes. So that's it. That's all I have to say about that. Mm. All right. I'm, I'm a harsh marker. I'm a harsh taskmaster. I know, I know. But next week we're going to do Posh and Beck. Suck my dick. Well, it's not called Posh and Beck. It's called Beckham and yeah. it's about David. Posh happens to be in it. But well, yes. I think she's going to be more in episode two. Well, she's his wife. So, yes, she is like, in it. But the documentary more. is called Beckham. It's about David. Duh. Okay. Right. It's not called Posh and Bex. <laughs> Sorry, I might need to go lay down, baby. I'm struggling. Stooks has got COVID real bad. And <laughs> My migraine is really uh, hitting She's got to go lie down. So she got out of her deathbed to come record this podcast for you. <sighs> Ungrateful swines. Um, no, we love you Thanks very much. For Thanks for listening. We love you very much. Can you tell your friends? <laughs> Tell your friends, please, please tell, tell your, your friends. Tell your friends and then um, spread the word. And spread the word. Go on. Yeah. Look, listen, we all post a bunch of bullshit on social media why not post something cool that people can actually do like yeah. listen to our podcast yeah. you know be like hey yeah. there's this podcast these guys are funny they talk yeah. about funny shit and then damien's really harsh towards all the tv shows and, yeah. and films you love yeah. and kelly likes everything yeah do that <laughs> we love you so much and um, yeah we love you thanks for listening if willow's gonna be here on next episode probably she'll be here for oh, a, yeah, couple she's, she's a couple more weeks because she's gonna get fit oh, oh, oh you're about oh, to hear a dog oh. fight she just woke up and accidentally touched her paw onto Jim and he got upset. Jim oh. fucking hates having house guests here. He, he really hates he it. He genuinely. No, but it's picks. He picks and chooses because before they were playing and he was having a great time. No, he's a real right-wing dog. He, he really he, wants them to go home after 10 minutes. He doesn't believe in charity. He thinks these dogs should pick themselves up the by their own bootstraps. <laughs> <laughs> right. We love you guys. Thanks for listening. I love you. Love you too.